Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Chad, are you there? Can I hear you? Chad. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's there. What do you want? I couldn't hear Jimmy. What do you want? Can you hear me now? Not... Not in my. I can hear you here, but not in my earphones. Maybe, Maybe. plug in your headphones or your okay. earphones. That might help. Yeah, Chad. Let's see. Okay, let's try it. Say hello, something. hello, hello. Turned it way down, though. Can you hear Chad? Chad's clear as a bell. Okay, so that's fine. We're, We're having trouble today, folks. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We're having all kinds of weirdo technical technical difficulties. Chad, now my other computer just started, so in a little in a bit, I want to switch it. You got it. So what's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a good day. Sorry I'm not in the chat room because I'm having a little technical difficulty, but I'll be there in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, what we're going to do, uh, which we never do before, say hello to everybody. Hello, chat room, whoever's there. And let me introduce our co-host, our cool, outrageous co-host, Ron Russell. Hello, everyone. Today is quite a day. And <laughs> I suspect that someone hacked our computers and did a virus because my computer is not working at all. And we tried to clean it out, and it just went dead. Now it's blank, and now we have four, four, uh, five computers in the five house. Five computers going at once now, <laughs> and we're having trouble. So I don't know. And we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's going on, everyone? All computers are working well here. Um, okay, so here's what we're gonna do, everybody, because I want to switch computers over, and uh, we're gonna play a song right off the bat, so we can get everything totally like set up for our first guest. So, Chad. Yes, sir. How about let's play Chaz Robinson without you? 
without you. This is Chaz Robinson. His uh, debut single is coming out May 17th. It's a great, great track. You can follow him at underscore Chaz Robinson. This is Without You. Again, it comes out May 17th. Take it away, Chad. Wait a minute. I don't see it in here. Uh-oh. What, other, what else you got? Wait, I'm on the wrong one. Hold on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, for Wait. once I got Chad stumped. What are you going to do? Did, that did give me. I got it now. Come on now. All right, everybody. Without You by Chaz Robinson. Ow! you 
Farmer in the Dell. Yeah. Yep. Farmer in the Dell. Yeah. Uh, we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we had the most wonderful weekend out at Monk Talk Point. Yeah. Ocean, of course, was freezing, and all the uh, great white sharks were dancing on the shore because that's where all the great white sharks are, the big mm-hmm. ones. And uh, where we stayed was wonderful, the cabin on the ocean. And, of course, the food at Gurney's was wonderful. And then we went to Sag Harbor for Jimmy to have his $21. It's actually 18 It was 18 <laughs> for what I have, but they go up to like up $25. To 20, $25. It's a, it's a filet mignon ground-up hamburger, which is supposed to be sensational, but I don't eat you know, that, that red I meat. loved it. It was awesome. He loves it. We had a wonderful weekend. And, you know, I thought we came home and I said, you know what, Jimmy? I'm going to go and clear the woods because we live in the woods. And I went out with the rake and the blower and I raked all the leaves and pushed them down the woods towards the water. It looked gorgeous. Well, I can't move. My shoulder, my hands, my arms, my back, I'm paralyzed from pulling a rake. And, oh, don't ever do that work. Never again. I don't give a shit if the leaves come out. Uh, we don't have a lot of leaves. We have a lot of palm trees, so they just come down in like one big leaf. <laughs> we, we live in the forest. I mean, right. we have trees that are 30,000 feet tall. And, you know, I just thought all those leaves are blowing up on the lawn and onto the patio. And it was annoying me because when the gardeners come, they blow the patio. And then two minutes later, the friggin' leaves blew back on. So it's a waste of time and money. I thought I would do it. Well, raking half of the wood the woods and pulling the leaves and then lifting them and uh, oh yeah getting my saw out and cutting down trees crazy i'm in pain like you can't believe and i won't take a painkiller because then i get demented on the show <laughs> so if i'm sitting here <laughs> it gets demented more I, demented well, no, I, i'm not demented i'm free speaking but when i take my painkillers like oxycodone then i really talk the truth and i don't give a damn <laughs> But for Jimmy's sake, I'm talking nicely. So what's up? We want to say hey to everybody. First of all, hey, Chad. And we want to say hey to everybody in the chat room. What's up? Goddess, Rebel, Chinzia, Daddy Muir from the Daddy Muir Show, Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show, um, Peeping Chad. Peeping Chad, I like that. So what's up, everybody in the chat room? We have a fun show. Lots of new music for you today. We have Sean Kanan calling in in a minute. Chad, did you get the email I sent with the, uh, with the uh, trailer. trailer for his movie? The trailer, I Captain. Okay, perfect. And um, and and Goddess says you should hire a gardener. Goddess? No, I should hire a chiropractor. My neck is <laughs> killing me. I feel like I got judoed in the head. Oh, I'm telling you, my neck, my bones, I'm a mess. You know, being 50 is a bitch. That's right. Imagine when I'm 75, what it would be like. Oy vey, is mia. So check it out, everybody. So last week we talked about this cool item. We're gonna we'll tell you guys about it one more time. It's a really cool. The name of the company is Enclosed, you guys, and basically. It's a panty of the month club. It's super, super cool. You can get super, really like sexy underwear. Send it to your your girlfriend if you're a girl. Send it to your girlfriend if you have a lesbian lover or mistress or whatever you got. It's or a drag lot of, queen. It's a lot of fun. Um, basically, what you do is you go on the website. They guarantee the sizes will fit based on uh, the size charts that they have on the website. So even if you're 400 pounds, there's a pair of panties for you. That's right, and they're sexy ones too, and they're great for like any anniversary, a birthday, any kind of like occasion. And basically, they send a little box, uh, and it says the enclosed, and in it the panties with with rose petals, uh, which is really like cool. And basically, you'll be like a superhero for your girlfriend, and, and it's a know, panty of the month club. So they what, send new ones every month. You know what you could do with those panties? You could soak them in your favorite roast beef flavor or whatever, and then give them to your girlfriend. Wow. 
know, and listen well, to chewables, you. Well, chewables, you know, something to chew on while you're dreaming. Or choke and on. Here's the kicker, too, you guys. If you mention that you heard it on the Jimmy Star Show or go to enclosedlingerie.com, E-N-C-L-O-S-E-D-L-I-N-G-E-R-I-E.com slash Jimmy Star, and you enter Jimmy Star as your checkout code, you get $25 off any multi-month enclosed gift. And uh, the website's cool. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at the enclosed. And be a superhero. You know, get your instead of getting her flowers or chocolate, which makes her gain weight, get her panties, and and you get to benefit also because you get to see her in them. And you get to be turned on. Like I said last week, if my mother wore panties instead of cotton pink bloomers, I probably would have had <laughs> another brother or a sister instead of just one sister. Because <laughs> it's true, because I mean, what woman, you know, my mother's day, they wore these big old bloomers, like drawstring bloomers. I don't know why, but they did. They didn't, my mother would never put on sexy panties because she would feel like she's not a good woman. Because back then, that was the mentality. You had to wear these panties down to your knees, practically. But now it's okay. Well, now, I mean, if my mother were a young woman today, she'd look like an old whore. I mean, she looked like a whore. She's sexy. My mother was not an Italian woman like you picture, you know, with a bun and a gold tooth and eyeglass. My mother was a blonde, a white blonde, platinum blonde, and her hair was up in curls and she wore fake eyelashes and she was a showgirl. My mother was an actress. It was a tomato. But her, uh, you know what the funny part was? She wore sexy nightgowns. She wore beautiful. My mother went to sleep dressed better than she was when she was walking around in the daytime. So go check it out, though, then, you guys. Check out The Enclosed. Go to uh, enclosedlingerie.com slash Jimmy Star. Use the code Jimmy Star. Follow him on Twitter at The Enclosed. Like all the tweets about him. It's a really cool product. It's a really great gift. And, and make your, your, the beautiful woman in your life happy. Yeah, and make yourself happy because if she's wearing bloomers, it's not doing too much for your psyche. Let, send her a gorgeous <laughs> pair of sexy panties and she'll feel like a woman and she'll feel sexy. And guess what? She'll throw a little, uh, you know, boontang your way. That's right, and these are really luxurious panties, you guys, and you can do like a, a one, three, six, or 12-month panty of the month club. So you can do it once, you can do it three times, six times, 12 times, you know, give her something great every month and check it all out, theenclosed.com or enclosedlingerie.com slash Jimmy Star. And you guys that like to wear panties, straight guys, you know, a lot of straight guys out there, <laughs> no, they do, they love to wear women's panties. It makes them erect, it gets them turned on. Then buy a pair for yourself and send a pair to your girlfriend and have a ball. There you go. So what's up, Chad? Did you have a good weekend? I did. We had a little work. We had a little play, and that was well-balanced. No complaints here. What was the work? Of course, singing. That's what we do on the weekend. And we're Well, what I guess the, it's not really work. That's kind of playing, isn't it? What was, what was the play? You, you went and got panties for her? No, we didn't eat any panties. We didn't wear panties on our head or dance oh, around oh. in them or nothing. But you would buy these panties and send them to her. Of course, you were your I'm, shot. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, Devil. you when we see you. <laughs> but anyways, where, where'd you play this week? Did you play in Boca, the country club? Um, no, that's coming up this weekend. Uh, this weekend, we or last weekend, we played for a private party down in, uh, I think it was the Del Rey area. And damn, where'd we play last? I don't know, some other place. It's all so mixed up. We got four gigs coming up this weekend. So it's back to the back to the grind. Where, where are, you, are you? You know, I need you to play the Boca Country Club. Uh, August, the beginning of August, because my friend Perry Winkler turns 94 years old. Really? I'm going to have to ask about her. She's the one that wears the hot panties. I mean, she's been wearing sexy panties all her life. She's 94 years old, wears high heels, fishnet stockings, looks 30 years old, acts 30 years old, has a lover boy that's about 20 years younger than her. 
I mean, she's a phenomenal, fabulous, gorgeous woman. I'm, I'm, I know that her boyfriend is going to send her a pair of those panties for sure. Because she wears sexy, crotchless, I mean, panties with, like, oh, unbelievable woman. Hey, Chad. Hang on, I'm talking. But anyway, I would like you to sing happy birthday to her. I'm going to tell her to go to the country club when you're working. And then you could surprise her by singing happy 94th birthday. Imagine 94 years old. Not a hospital visit ever except for two children. She doesn't take a pill. She's never had an injury, an operation, nothing. That's probably why she's not uh, in the hospitals because she stayed away from those uh, pill products and stuff. Well, I know she she eats strict because she for the in the morning she only has black coffee without sugar, oh. yogurt and a banana. That's her her morning That's breakfast. Smart lunch one. usually is a salad and dinner is always the fish. What is that? Pink? I have to. Um, what is that pink fish called? Salmon. Salmon. I have to. I have to chime in, Chad. Yeah. Um. The, that was the, the my phone call was actually like our guest call and said he tried to call and it didn't like work. Can you try and call him? Sure. You remember what his Skype is? I'll look at it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, you are what you eat. And I do believe if you eat well, and she exercises all the time. All her life, she goes to exercise class. She took ballet class. I mean, that's how you stay. You, she's going to live to be 110 for sure. Just like you. Oh, I don't think so. The way I feel right now, I'm lucky I make it till the end of the show. Oh, that's not true. No, it is true. Did you find it, Chad? I, I'm hurting. My head's hurting. Everything. Give me a minute. Okay. Don't ever rake the woods. I can text it to you. Most, I, I can text it anyway. Normal people rake a lawn. I had to go rake a, a, a woods. You know, that's, that's really funny. stupid. All day long. I was raking for like 10 hours. Oh. That's funny. I hope I lost a few pounds. You look like it. You look fantastic. I may look good as a corpse because after raking those leaves, I might just be a corpse. You never know. You mm. never know. Um, so, everybody, what's up? I hope everybody in the chat room is doing well. We're working on trying to get our guests now. And... Uh, uh, hopefully everything will go smoothly, Chad. I'm dialing right now. Oh, okay. Goddess, did you say I should get a gardener? Let me tell you something. These gardeners don't do what I do. Up oh, there he is. Sean. Hey, you know what? You know what? I got you on my iPad. I'm gonna. T- I gotta sign out and then call me back, and I got you on the uh, computer. Okay. Okay, no problem. Okay. How- we'll give you three minutes. Uh, I need like thirty seconds. Bye. Oh. All right, cool. I-, I heard you were fast. That's all girls told me. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> It's true. All the girls at Baldham said, oh, he's fast. He's like 30 seconds worth. I'm going to torture this one because I like him. He's a nice guy. He doesn't know what he's in for. I'm bitchy. I ache. I'm going to get him. Today, I'm going to really get this one. So Goddess says she loves how I always give you compliments. That's so sweet. Yeah, well, I give him compliments. I love him, too. But, you know, I'm tired. He's having a hard day. Very painful, kids. I'm not kidding you. You know, when you get to, when you get to be 50-plus and you pull leaves with a rake for like six, seven hours, God, it's... I. Thought, you know, I forgot I'm old. Maybe you need a leaf blower. I have, one. I have one, but you know what? The leaves on the bottom were soaking wet, and the uh. blower didn't have enough force, so I had to rake. <laughs> this was like two feet of leaf. We live in the woods. Excuse me. What season are we in, spring or fall? Spring. So what the That's, heck are you having so many leaf problems for? Because they fall down and they never go away. They live in the woods, these leaves. And they, then the wind <laughs> blows them all over the all place. All over the goddamn patio. I mean, when I they mean, say woods, we mean really. It's like a forest preserve. We live in the woods. <laughs> this is not like we have a twig or... This uh, is the woods. We have deer that come up and eat the flowers. We have raccoons. We have fox. See, we have fox Yeah, you here. should see the dogs have a heart attack when the family of deer come I up. I mean, we have squirrels. We have uh, field rats. We Foxes. have everything. Every shit thing is here. We've got it all. Sounds exciting. 
Okay. Oh no, it's really lovely. I mean, I love nature. I love every animal and everything that's, yep. that yep. lives in the woods. So uh, how are we doing with the guests? We I got them. Hey, can you guys see me? No, hit video. Nope, nope. Nope. Hit video. I am not a technical genius, guys. That's okay. That's, uh -oh, that's, you what, just disappeared. I, that's what I was told. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Uh, little right, icons right. at the bottom had like a little video icon, and so that blue button, click on it. <laughs> yeah, super like a little. I think we're dangerously close. Okay. I even heard that you were like not good with the vibrator either. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Actually, I can't see him at all, Chad. What happened? I, Is he still there? He went away. He went away. I got his his uh, profile pic on my side. Oh, I don't see anything at all. I got this stupid advertising. I hate this again. show. Why do everybody? <laughs> no, no. I would have no patience. I click it off and say, "Screw those two morons." They can't even get their guests right. I get it right. Oh, that's what everybody likes it because it's like normal. Chad, are you still there? Yeah, one I of my am. fans wrote, "We love your show because you're down to earth." What does that mean, down <laughs> to earth? The button blew on my shirt last week, and I didn't change my shirt, so I apologize for my belly hanging out. Hey, there we go. Can you see me now? No. No, I hear you, but I don't see you. Do you see a little video icon or no? I see you too. That's uh, I see you too, and I see me. Oh, really? But we don't see you. I got him. You got him too, Chad? Let, let, look, we know what he looks like. He's ugly. Right. <laughs> so let the fans see what he looks like. Okay. It worked. Yeah, Meanwhile, it's spinning, I'm, but yeah, so, it's working. I'm so happy there you're we back. Go. Thank Chris, you. Thanks for having me. We had a lot of fun the last time we yep. were all together. I love that show. So let me do an intro, everybody. So welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. How, how do I pronounce your last name first so I don't do it wrong? Kanan. Kanan. All right, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, Mr. Sean Kanan. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before I, uh, before I like, do the, do the whole uh, talking and things, let me introduce you again, just in case Ron remembered you, actually, so that's a really good sign. It uh, is. But we got my Because we had a lot of fun, and he our was a co -host, sport. Our co-host, Ron Russell, there oh, he there is. You there you are. You were a sport and a lot of fun, and I remember. Oh, thank you. you. Very nice sentiment. Well, you were telling me that you, you, had, you had worked, if I remember correctly, you had done something with Tony Curtis, right? Yeah, I interviewed Tony. Yeah, and it, you know, it turned out, I, I sent you guys a clip from my new film, and it turns out that the guy that produced the film that I just did also produced a film with Tony Curtis and knows him very well. So uh, I've kind of oh, we been uh, hearing a lot of great stories about him. Oh, yeah, well, I spent three days with Tony. Wow. You know, by side for hours and when people weren't coming up to his booth to get signatures on his po photographs we would mm. bullshit and then Mamie Dor Mamie Doran I ran into yeah. getting you know going to the bathroom and she said "Come on, is Tony Curtis here I said yes he is I said come on we'll go and I brought it to Tony and she yeah. sat on Tony's lap and she got her long hair and covered his face and they were talking <laughs> filthy talk because that's all he did was talk filthy that's, I, that's part of the stories that I was hearing too He's as filthy mouthed as me. He went after her with the boobs, the box, the everything. I mean, and she just looked and said, "Oh my God! Oh my God! You remember all that?" He said, "I never forget good pussy." I oh mean, my God! <laughs> oh, it's true. Tony Curtis is was. I love the man. I love the man. He's my favorite interview. I I have never had more fun in my life. I mean, Jane Russell, who was a born again Christian, religious, was fainting from the stuff that. <laughs> I love it. I That's was with so Jack Russell in her booth, sitting there, and Tony is sitting directly to my right in his oh booth, his shoulder to shoulder. He's in a wheelchair. Every star that came over, he had sex with. 
I mean, you had to see the women and the men. I mean, he had sex with the men, the women. He was a hilarious guy. Oh, my God. Guy and told it like it wasn't couldn't care less. I, I really missed him. And then I wanted to get him on film, a big film interview, because I told uh, Tony I don't want to interview you on film in the booth because it's not working. It's not our show. It's your show. Right. I said, when you get back from London, we'll go to Vegas to your house and we'll shoot you. In there. But he passed away before. Uh, yeah, that was that was such a tragedy. He so they, uh, took him out of London and he got to the States and passed away. So hello, welcome. First of all, say hello to everybody in the chat room. Everybody, thanks for uh, for tuning in. Uh, I love doing these Skype interviews because you know they actually uh, I get to see you guys. You guys get to see yeah, we see get me. How many people are in the chat room? You got a couple in there? Yeah, yeah, not tons. Yeah. There's about sixty maybe in the chat room so far. Excellent. Uh, they'll be coming in as they go in, but there's lots of people like listening. So tell us, where are you right now? I am in my home in uh, South Pasadena. I live about twenty minutes outside of L.A. where I work. And I'm just having my coffee and kicking it and trying to, trying to wake up and, you know, I do thought my I, deal. I thought I saw like a tweet or an Instagram something that I thought you were like in Denver or someplace. Were you recently like? Oh, you know, I was just I was just in Seattle. I was uh, I was doing a, a show in Seattle promoting uh, promoting my book, and we just got back the other night, and then I'm off for uh, New York and Atlantic City uh, Sunday. I'm going to do a couple of TV shows and a couple of comedy clubs. So you got, you got to keep the lights on. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you a question about Pasadena because we're moving back to LA in a couple of months. Really? Okay. Yeah, Pasadena is supposed to be happening again because, you know, it got crappy for a while. Nobody was living in Pasadena. It was like the pits. Now I understand Pasadena is being regentrified and it's coming back as being one of the you know, most important places to live. Is that true? Well, it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, you know, there's a whole... Um, there, there is a whole resurgence. Uh, a lot of great restaurants, great hotels are opening up. Um, you know, and it's it's like living in a big little town. I mean, uh, uh, there's some houses here that are, you know, for, for, for Los Angeles and California, it's old. You know, they're over 100 years old, which for us is, uh, you know, uh, old. Um, but it's got a feeling of a small town, and yet you're still like eight minutes away from downtown Los Angeles. So I, I love it. I get the best of both worlds. I get to work in L.A. and then come back here and relax. Pasadena was Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Ronald, Ronald what's Reagan? Ron Coleman? No? They all, yeah, they all lived in pa Pasadena in the 1940s was the place to live. Mansions were fabulous, and it was loaded with movie stars. I mean, big-name movie stars. There's there's a there's a neighborhood of power. It's actually its own incorporated town, I guess. It's called San Marino, which is uh, about two miles away from where I live. And you'd swear you were in Beverly Hills. I mean, they're just these uh, the most amazing estates that have been around forever. So I can see what you're saying that there were lots of movie stars that must have lived here. Bus tour that you could take in Pasadena, and I suggest to everyone to take it. <laughs> Bring you to all the mansions of the yeah. people and the movie stars. And I believe one of the mansions, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot what it like Con Edison, not Con Edison, like uh, one of those inventors that invented something we do right. with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is what we do. You will not be working as a tour guide anytime soon, sir. No, not at all. I'm saying, and now this house belongs to, I forgot who, but it's a nice house. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> now the other house over here used to belong to, I think maybe, I don't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, you figured it out. <laughs> wait, wait, let's go back. Okay, so you were in Seattle since you brought up the book, since that's one of my points on my little list. Let's talk about the book a little bit because the book oh, wait, was... Let me, I actually happen to have one right here. Hang on a second. I'll, okay, yeah. go ahead. 
grab one. Uh, I, I didn't even plan on having it, but I just have one. This is this is the book. Flash it, flash it. Okay, everybody. So Sean's got a new book. It's called The Modern Gentleman, Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Kanan. And then a little hashtag thing underneath it, it says, don't just set the table, set the mood. I love that. Right. I like that whole thing. I'm going to use it. I love cocktail. that. I think that's My like next famous. cocktail party. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a whole section in there about throwing uh, cocktail parties. You know, I, it's funny. I, I wrote this book for guys to be better guys and for women to kind of understand how men think. And I think, you know, you talk about your generation. Guys knew how to be guys coming up. And I think somewhere along the line, you know, guys in my generation and certainly the generation after, there's been, a, I think, a, a deterioration in civility. And I think that, uh, you know, it's time that we take a look back at, at what it is to be a gentleman, but without being a doormat. You know, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, kind of get one or the other, but not both. And it's how to be a guy's guy, but still be a gentleman. And, uh, you know, th there's this great story uh, and analogy that I have in the book. Sure. That for Ron's going to want to kiss you right now because he loves <laughs> Well, there, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this great story that I have in the book, and I really think it sums up what a gentleman is. It's, it's that old story uh, about uh, uh, a guy's hosting a dinner party, and they bring out the finger bowls uh, to clean your fingers in between. And one of the guests had never been to a formal dinner, and he drinks the finger bowl, and without losing a beat – the, uh, the host picks up his finger bowl and proceeds to drink it because being a gentleman is about making your guests and other people around you feel comfortable and, and at ease and being the best that they can be. And that's a lot of what I talk about in the book. So what happens if one of your guests pee in that bowl? <laughs> then your host is... Uh, as long as I'm not drinking it, I guess it's fine. So let's put it this way. Being a gentleman, a proper gentleman... Yeah. knows the difference between a finger bowl and a toilet bowl. And women today were ladies, instead of being these um, frustrated dykes that they are, <laughs> that they want to be men, that they have tattoos, that they wear boots, that they curse and like, 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 you, like men do. Women right. are no longer ladies. So if a man behaves like a gentleman, he's then regarded as a faggot because he's gentle. And as far as dinner parties go, I have never stopped having anything but the most elegant dinner parties. I love it. And my guests are grateful and do the same. Absolutely. Uh, I prefer to have a home party than to go out to dinner with friends. Any day of the week. The restaurants are noisy, and of course, I'm always with celebrities, so we are interrupted every two minutes at dinner because people want to see them, talk to them, get an autograph. Privacy of a beautiful dining room with the gorgeous crystal and china and sterling that I do. Yeah. When Palm Springs and I unpack everything, I'm going to photograph. I'm going to Did do we it. talk about this before? Because I also have a place then in Palm Springs, too, and, and Michelle and I spend, I mean, you know, we're, we're down there probably twice a month, so we love going to Palm Springs. Well, you'll come to the house. I mean, I would I, love to. I would love to. I'll bring you a copy of everyone. But no one has ever made fun of my dinner parties. My daughter, Leslie, is the queen now of, of tabletops. She's a table designer, tabletop designer. On what okay. Where, how to make a mood table, how to do your theme for your table. And she works with Michael Oram on lots of his stuff. Okay. So Leslie learned from me how to do a proper table. I have had guests at my house... Big people, too. Famous. Well, you know what? They came from the Ozarks, and then they became famous. <laughs> like three weeks the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> three weeks before she was Cher Bono, and then now she knows everything. But uh, um, a beautifully designed table is part of being a gentleman. Because Absolutely. 
That's how you're showing your guests that you care. Anybody could throw Melmac or paper plates on the table. You know, it's rude. You know, the, the, but the book goes further than that. I mean, what you're talking about are very important um, uh, qualities that I think a gentleman does need to to cultivate. But I also talk about some other stuff that's kind of off the beaten path. You know, for me, I've studied martial arts since I was 13, and it's it's taught me. Um, it, discipline and confidence. So there's one chapter called um, The Modern Gentleman Defends Himself. And I talk about how that's made a big impact in my life. I also talk about the modern gentleman learns a language. And I talk about, for me, how studying Italian really opened up this entirely different world to me. And it's really how to, how to be an extremely well-rounded gentleman and, uh, and, and really cultivate a lot of different interests that, for me personally, I think make up a gentleman. Ah, allora, dimmi qualche cosa. Ti capisci che cosa hai detto adesso? Assolutamente, per, perché io, io abitavo per un anno a Roma quando facevo Bailando con le stelle. Bailando con le stelle is Dancing with the Stars in right. Italia. Right. So io, io studio ancora italiano ogni tanto perché per me è una forma di terapia. Lei parla proprio come un italiano. <laughs> this is so cool. Now, first of all, did Italian? Siciliana, Americana, ma Siciliana. Siciliana non è Italiana. benissimo. Come vuoi? Siciliani non sono Italiani. I think this is really cool because, first of all, I mean, the fact that, you know, the fact that Ron sets a beautiful table, that's, you know, he's an elegant homosexual male. Like, so I like get it. Who said I was a homo? <laughs> okay, so. What, what the proof fact, of you? No, no, wait. But the fact that, you know, that you're like this big, butch, muscular, married, <laughs> straight guy who's trying to bring gentlemanly stuff back because that's not something that's typically characteristic uh, of oh, that. bullshit. I dated fantastic. plenty of men like him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Rock Hudson, you guys. I mean, I mean, who would have ever thought Rock Hudson was gay back in the day? I knew because I worked in McMillan and Wife. I played, uh, I had a, an extra on that set. And I always knew Rock Hudson was gay because of, of, of this. I know, but he, you got to remember, Sean, that we're gay, so we have gaydar. Which might I have gaydar, but you know, I got I to be honest. I mean, I certainly don't claim to have gaydar at the level that you guys do. But, you know, I think having worked in the arts for 30 years, I mean, I like to think that I've got maybe better than average gaydar. But, um, but, but I, I said to well, you. Didn't, didn't most people, it was sort of inside knowledge among a lot of the industry that he was, right? Yes. No, not a lot of it. Did you ever watch Bewitched with Elizabeth Montgomery? Of course, both her husbands were. Yes, so was Agnes Moorhead. She was a big drag butch dyke. She's right, drag but, I, but you know, the interesting thing was, do you remember Paul Lynn, who obviously was... Well, he was a friend of mine, so be careful. No, 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 no. What, what I'm going to say, though, is it's so funny. Like, society has changed so much that, you know, back then, he was referred to as being flamboyant. And, you know, it, it, you couldn't say on network TV that you had a, a oh. gay character on network TV. And we've come so far since then, and and God, rightfully so, you know, kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Uh, but thank God people don't have to live their lives like that in their professional life anymore. Yeah, but I knew Paul really well. I met Paul when he was doing Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway. He used to hang out in the gay bar that we all hung out in the village called the, the, the Fawn. And I was an excellent dancer because I, I studied dance and he used to watch me and he came over one time and he said to me, would you teach me how to do the cha-cha because you really <laughs> well. 
And I did, and I taught Paul, and we became very good friends. Now, with me is a good buddy of mine called Pat, Pat Catrone. I know he's probably, everybody knows he's gay. He was a handsome Italian guy from Harlem. And Paul took one look at him, and next thing you know, uh, Pat was in California living with Paul. Wow. <laughs> we knew all that, but they had a bloody fight. And he tried to uh, throw Paul. No, he he threw an ashtray at Paul. One of them threw an ashtray, being the other one, and it broke up. Paul had a terrible temper when he was drunk. When he was sober, he was the most wonderful, loving, hysterically funny man. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw Paul on and off through all the years. And the last time I saw Paul, he said to me, you know, I'm going to can this business. He said, I'm going to open up a pizzeria. I said, get the <laughs> Get the frig out of here. You know? <laughs> so wait a sec, though. Like, cause, uh, what's the inspiration? Uh, to like, First of all, well, first of all, I want to tell everybody, too, like, let's, let's get some plugs in here. You guys, if you go to Sean Kane and themoderngentleman.com, you can actually get a copy of the book. I believe I read, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, for like That's 20, correct. For 20 bucks, you get an autographed copy. If you buy it off your website, is that Absolutely. I, which is a deal, you guys? Cause, like, deal of the century. If he was at an autograph convention, you'd pay 20 bucks just for his autograph, and you wouldn't even get the book. So, hey, this way you get the book and the autograph all at once, and it's off his website, so you know it's him. And if you want me to plug your book for a couple of weeks, send me one free. <laughs> of course it will. With a very nice personal sentiment. Because that book I will keep on my coffee table. How do you like that? I, I absolutely, you know, I'll send it out to you later today because I have to send some other ones out. Something nice because a lot send of Send you guys a couple of them. No, no, one is good. One is a lot good. of celebrities come to my house, and sometimes I'm busy doing stuff, and they read my coffee table books. All my, like Jane Russell's book is there written. Wow. Fry. Oh, yeah, of course, she was my buddy. So all the people there that I loved, Tab Hunter's book is there because he's my friend. Wow. So these, so now you're in good company. Thank you. That's, that's pretty good company, you guys. You better believe it. It's famous, legendary company. Right. So wait, let's go back there. So what was the inspiration? Because here you are, you know, incredibly like good looking everybody like loves you you're in all kinds of movies you're on all the soaps you're like super hot well, what what's the inspiration and you're busy what's and now you're doing stand-up inspiration which we're talk is about. money and no, 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 no. Uh, for writing the book yeah for writing the book like. i've always loved cooking when i was in college i couldn't afford to uh you know take girls out for expensive dinners and i i rationalized if i could learn to cook I could probably get them to come over to my place because I could provide something they hadn't had in a while, which is a home cooked meal. And you're already around. You're already around in second at that point, right? You could eat so, them at home, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly, and, and you know, everyone always talks about actors own, uh, opening up restaurants, and all, you know, all the time. I think it's you know, unless you're raised in the restaurant business or have some very savvy partners who have restaurant experience. It's about the quickest way to get separated from your money that there is. So I thought, you know what? Writing a cookbook uh, is, is a pretty good interim step. And like I said, the book is its a hybrid. It is a cookbook, but it's also a book about being a gentleman. And, and there's all sorts of tra chapters in it about when I, when I lived in Europe and I lived in Rome and people that I met and, and how I sort of acquired some of the, some of the, the insights that I've, uh, I've acquired throughout the years. I love it. I used to be a gentleman once. With a, <laughs> it's true, with a clean mouth. And I was a little bit on the prissy side, believe it or not, for my personality now. In private, of certain people. Right. Very dear friends I grew up with, I was vulgar and crude. But to the public, never. Then I found myself on the outside of the world because all the, I have all young fans. Believe it or not, the people that like me from this show are not old. They're all 30 to 40-year-old people, or maybe even younger. They like me because they wish that I was their father. Sure. 
or grandfather, and they call me the cool old guy because I'm vulgar, <laughs> crude, and disgusting. And they relate to that because they like fuck you. I'm not supposed to do that anymore, but I had to do it as an example. Right, sure. They, if you use that word, young people accept you and love you. If you do not curse, they think of you as a strict parent. So right. times have changed. Curse words today mean nothing. In my day, they were shocking. Today, they're nothing. I mean, you could say whatever you want. Look at the songs that are out there, the, the stuff that they, these rap people, right. these, the gangster rappers, what they sing in their songs, it's disgusting. So the world has become crude, vulgar, and disgusting. Yeah. So the gentleman today sort of puts you on the outside of the inside. I think right. it's coming back, though. But I think your book, my preaching, and a lot of other people may change things. Dress is changing for men. Men are starting to get nice haircuts instead of those shaven prison haircuts. Mm -hmm. They're starting to wear jackets and ties and uh, shoes that are two tones. I mean, men are starting to get back into fashion. Black men, especially the friends that we have, I mean, forget how they dress. We go any oh, my there. God. They're fat. The black men dress better than any men in the world. <laughs> White men do not dress as good as black men. Actually, he yeah. does. You do? <laughs> I was looking at all your pictures online. Like, uh, you're dressed. I mean, obviously, you go to a lot of events, but you're always very well put together. You know, I mean, I, I come from the East Coast, and for me, I, I, I love wearing a suit. I do. And, um, you know, we at least try and pretend that we have seasons out here in Los Angeles because we don't. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I believe there's a certain reality to, uh, I'd say clothes help make the man. I don't believe clothes make the man, but I think they certainly can help. No, I, so, believe, I think clothes do make the man because you can be not interesting. In You're going to be not too good looking. Right. But no, no, you could, you, could be <laughs> not, you could be not too interesting dressed up, but sloppy and not interesting. You look like a moron. Exactly. So clothes, I agree with that. Women, women, years ago, when I was a young man, I mean, I went out on dates with girls, believe it or not, and they wore high heels and stockings and brassieres and beautiful. Oh, I love it. Beautiful dresses and their hair was done perfect and they wore eyelashes and makeup. Women in the 60s were gorgeous. I mean, they oh, were yeah. one more beautiful oh, minute. It. And the girls never went out in the street without hair and makeup done. Today, no, they just, go out with filthy, greasy, dirty, 50 colors. They got these weird, kinky, shitty hairdos. I mean, come on. <laughs> it seems like there's this whole movement for, I think, for, for women and for men to somehow affect down. And I don't get it. You know, it's like, I don't know if it's like that's, that's cool or it's edgy, but I, I think it's, it's time that we start affecting up. But Absolutely. Just, let me explain to you, because I was there. I lived through it. When our country was Protestant, Republican, religious, yeah. everybody draves, dressed and behaved properly, because that was the thing to do, because the Protestant, snobby, um, cold, insipid, unfriendly, thing was the thing to be too overly friendly was rude to talk about certain subjects was every freaking thing was rude back in those days right then something came along called socialism and mm. socialism started to say everybody's equal and everybody's the same and everybody should be on welfare and everybody should get this and everybody should get that and everybody did get that but most people abused it and therefore, right. it fell into the hands of not the educated, but the uneducated. And they overwhelmed the educated Republican. I hated those Protestant bastards when I was young. I went to school as an Italian boy in an Italian school. But our teachers were all Protestants. And they were bitches, cold little bitches, Irish, English, real bitches. They didn't have a, a heart at all. They were mean, 
They were not nice people. I think, though, it's going to all come back because I think. Well, it is coming back. Like, first of all, your book helps bring it back. Turner Classic Movies, you know, like I never watched that before I met Ron. We've been together a little over four years, and we watch Turner Classic Movies all the time. And everybody's always, I mean, I'm a big, huge Cary Grant fan now. Right. And I think that your book, the fact that Turner Classic Movies, and there's like five other television networks bringing back all the classic films like Get TV, mm-hmm. people yeah, like that. Where people are- even to a certain extent, you know, Mad Men. Yes, you know, Mad Men did. You're it right. all does it, but Bernie Sanders looks like he he got he went to sleep in his clothes, <laughs> and all these young people that are following him and they adore him and they worship him are going to copy him. Remember when Ronald Reagan, who I never liked as an actor or as a president, was in office, everybody dressed up because they wanted to look. And when Jackie Kennedy was in office with sure. Joe, everybody dolled up. Now look at the crappy looking presidents we have today. They look like bums. I mean, Hillary, Hillary Clinton looks like she Boy. cleans bathroom. She looks like she cleans bathrooms. I mean, her outfits, her hair, she's too old to wear beyond shoulder length hair. She right. wears dyke clothes. She looks like a dyke, and it's rumored she's a dyke. So come out of the closet. Okay, well, maybe he likes her. I don't give a shit who likes who. <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm going to come on to Donald Trump next. Donald Trump wears million-dollar clothes, and he might expect everybody to do the same. But we don't have a million-dollar clothes. Right. Right. We really don't have idols or images that we look up to anymore. Jimmy mentioned Cary Grant, beautiful man, beautifully dressed. Who have we got today? You know who I think we have today, I have to be honest? I, I think George Clooney does a nice job. No, 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 he doesn't because he went along with the note with the beard look. With the sloppy dirt. Yeah, but I, I mean, he really sort of, you know, I think he emulates Cary Grant a lot. I really do. I think he wears nice tailored suits. and Absolutely. And he wears the same panties that Cary Grant wore. But <laughs> Cary Grant, wore, he was gay and he wore panties. He liked women's panties. Are you serious? I'm oh, yeah. positively serious. Wow. I mean, I know people that knew Cary Grant very well. He I wasn't know- supposed to be a great guy. He was supposed to be a terrible anti-Semite. He was an anti-Semite. He was cheap. He wouldn't give you a nickel. He was not the most pleasant person. And he used to say to Terry Moore, who's a good friend, I don't know why they keep saying I'm gay. I have no idea why they keep calling me gay. And Terry Moore told me that. I, I don't think it's... A- Can you excuse me, though? I have to hitch up my pink panties. <laughs> oh, but, you know, Cary Grant, look, it's a lot of... I love Cary Grant, though. A lot of kinky stuff no, out North there. North by Northwest. Cary Grant. Is that the movie or is it South by Southwest? North, North, by, North by Northwest. So, I love North that movie. West. Northwest. So we need today imagery we need to have somebody that we look up to somebody that we, and we can, have one starting no, no, we no, had no, one no. the other day too that you liked a lot you know who's terrific and gorgeous and dresses beautifully but he's not going to get anywhere because he's gay and people won't do it because they'll think of him as gay what's his name i don't know the one with the black lover the handsome gay guy who i like and that we had him. on our show yeah oh he's what do you mean he's a superstar what's his name ian kiltrip you know him ian. because no ian buchanan oh ian buchanan Jim Buchanan, we had him on. Jim Buchanan does is he so dress, awesome. Does he dress magnificently? Beautifully, beautifully. <laughs> so such, a gen- such a gentleman, Ian is. Well, yes. I, you know, Ian and I have a storyline together on General Hospital, and I just adored working with him. I really did. Did you when know, did you know he be- was gay? Yes. Oh, what about Bold and the Beautiful? Did you work with him? Wasn't he on Bold and the Beautiful also? Oh God! He, yeah, I know he was. I, you know, I swear to God, it starts to run together for me. I know that sounds kind of uh, silly, but you know, I played the same character. Age, I play. I played uh, Deacon Sharp on both Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless. So that sort of sometimes commingles. And then, um, you know, I was on General Hospital for 
a year for the 50th anniversary. That's where I worked with Ian, and then I went back to B&B. I'm not sure if we worked together on B&B or not, but I know he was on it. Uh, we love him, though. He's do, fantastic. Do you, do you know John Barrowman? John Barrowman. I know the name, and I do, he, who does he play? He, you know, I, don't, I don't know. He was, I, on, he was a soap for a year. I think he years. was on soaps for a little while, but now he, he was in um, Doctor Who and Torchwood. He plays Jack's, Jack... Uh, He's very big in England. Captain Jack Harkness. England. And now he's on Arrow. He plays the Dark Archer on Arrow. Oh, he does? No, I don't. I don't. The name's familiar, but I don't think I've met him. It's no. Spring, so like when we're there, we'll have to introduce you to him. because he's. I love it. And um, he's gay and his lover. They're together many years. And he's also written a cookbook. Because uh, when I interviewed him, I said to him, okay, you are a soap opera star. You're gorgeous. You're a trained dancer. You're singer, singer. And, and singer. You're an actor. You're a television but I bet you can't cook. <laughs> he ran off camera and he came back with his cookbook. I said, okay, so you can cook too, but I bet you you're lousy in bed. Wow. So then he turned around and he said, just a minute. And he grabs his lover and he brings his lover on camera. He said, <laughs> I'm in bed. And the lover said, he jumps around all the time. He doesn't stay in one position. <laughs> so Don is one of our good, good friends. We love him. And we're going to see him when we're living in Palm Springs. Oh, He's that's terrific. Cool guy, dresses beautifully. Has there's so much going on in Palm Springs right now. You know, there's so much construction, and they're, you know they're building that big uh, outdoor mall that's uh, going to be fantastic. No, it's an exciting it's, time to be there. It's not. It's getting ugly. Uh, I lived uh, in Palm Springs. Why? Because you because know, you like you like sort of the uh, more traditional architecture and well that too. But no, I like Palm Springs. I lived there for seven years. Uh, I, I'm just here for three years now, four years. What, what, what area did you live in Palm Springs? I lived in Mountain Gate. When you first oh, okay, get, sure. I know exactly where it's the very first one on the left as you're coming off the, the 111. The gated community, right. Yeah. And Palm Springs had a charm about it. I mean, I've been going to Palm Springs since the 60s, early 60s. Right. I watched it get deteriorated. I knew Sonny Bono when Sonny opened his restaurant in Hollywood, in L.A. Right. And uh, Sonny was a very terrific person, another paisano of ours. <laughs> he was from Naples. I love Sonny Bono. Yeah, we're coming out there May third. Just go house hunting. One so. of the nicest. Are you really in May third? Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you. I get back. I get back from uh, New York May first, and then I'm going to go down there. I'll be down there that following weekend. It'd be great to see you guys. Ooh. Go have a drink. Terrific. Absolutely. Terrific. So wait, wait. Though, so I want my number. So I'm going to leave it up to you, though. Okay. That's fine. No problem. You can leave it up to me. I want to. I want to like transition here into some other topics. That way. Um, first of all, okay. So you talked at Segway. That's good. So you talked about when you were in school. Did you already do the, the the karate? How old were you when you did the Karate Kid movie? Were you like? Did you go to college after that? You know, I was already in school. I, I had I had done two years at Boston University. I was working on my poli sci degree, and I transferred to UCLA. And while I was in UCLA. Uh, I, I started getting acting jobs and then I got the Karate Kid. So I actually did the Karate Kid and had to go back and finish my degree at UCLA, I think once I'd finished it. Oh, that's cool. I, I actually watched your Karate Kid again the other day because um, because two weeks ago we interviewed Ralph Macchio on the red carpet for a movie premiere in New York, and, and we were doing interviews, and so we interviewed him, and I just thought that since you were coming on, it'd be fun to watch it again, which 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 was interesting because you said you know you did martial arts since you were 13, yeah. uh, which is kind of like a cool thing, and I think the Karate Kid is something... Um, well, people either love it or hate it, but I think it's a really cool thing to have on the resume just of that being a part of something... That everybody knows what it is. Did you? you know, I, I think to to a lesser degree than Rocky, but it it is it is sort of a part of 
I guess the the cinematic tapestry. I mean, you know, every, everybody I think has seen it, um, and they keep playing them over and over again. So for me, you know, it was a great break, and it was an amazing experience because I had been in the theaters a year before, like paying for my ticket to watch the show, and a year later, I'm 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 on the studio lot, you know, opposite Ralph Macchio. It was it was surreal for me as a 19 year old kid. You did play with Ralph. I asked you that question now. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah. Brian hasn't seen the. the I never watched that show because I hate karate. It's violent, and, <laughs> and nobody should know it. And it's 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 hurting people. That's you know? terrible. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is. It's people. It's hurting. an art and a discipline. It you know you study karate not to fight. That's why you study it so you don't fight. If you walk down certain streets in New York City, you've got gangsters that know karate that'll kick the shit out of you and use karate in that as a sport. Karate is self-defense. That's how they advertise it. Defend yourself against muggers. Actually, it's just like the first Karate Kid where there's like Pat Morita teaches Ralph Macchio the correct way to do it. And then there's right. Martin Cove teaching all the Cobra Kai the incorrect way to use That's it. That's right. So that's just, it's the same thing. And that's yeah, just well, the way I, I, don't, I don't approve of boxing. I do. I love it all. <laughs> I, no, don't, I don't like boxing, but I, I love think, it. I think boxing is barbaric. It's criminal. It's horrible. And that, the fact that you could be so mean, like in that movie, like, and you're, you know, it shows that you're such a great actor because, like, you're I'll such a nice it. guy in, like, real life. And in that movie, you're, like, a real dick. No. <laughs> no, he's really a dick. He's just acting now. Uh, there you go. There you go, Ron. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me hear more about the Siciliana. The, wi the wife. I want to the wife. Karate subject is boring. I'll tell you, I was, uh, I was a single guy. I was living the life of a single guy in L.A., and I fell in love with a woman who has four kids. Well, where'd, you I, where'd you meet her? I, I, I need the dirt. Everybody wants to know. I was actually on a date with her friend, oh. and her friend said to me, hey, listen, uh, uh, we're going to go meet one of my friends for a drink, and I met her and it was it was literally love at first sight and i realized i was with the wrong girl and i got with the right girl and we were married shortly thereafter we got married in italy in a little town uh outside of naples called monte di procida which no. is um kind of close to pozzuole where uh carlo ponti discovered uh Feeler. yep and then we had our honeymoon in sicily because michelle is of sicilian descent but she'd never been there so we went to Tarmina. Oh, I love Taormina. Oh, it's one of my favorite places. I'm excited. Beautiful. Gorgeous. So Taormina is magnificent. It's yeah, a Sicilian yeah. Riviera, folks. Right. Got to see the palm trees, the restaurants, the elegance. It's the most beautiful place in the world and the climate. Wow. So interesting about it is that you've got, like you said, it's like the Riviera, and then you can take these cable cars and you go up to the town, which is up in the mountains. So you kind of get it's it's sort of a, a an area that's comprised of two very different Right. Geographies, I guess. That's it. You take you take the uh, funiculare. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That's now my romance. You know, I was married. I have two children. Um, I was dating this girl who I really didn't like too much, and then my ex-wife was dating my best friend. Uh oh. She was Hendrika, the Dutch model. You know, very very vogue, gorgeous woman. And I took one look at her, and I flipped, and I married her. Like a year later, we right. had children. And then she went away. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was a strange one. You know, and it wasn't because I was gay, because I hated I lied about ever being gay. I acted straight. And then when we got divorced, I told her I was gay. And she said, oh, yeah, right. And then she said something that I can't say on the air. But, yeah, the way you, <laughs> yeah, tell me you're gay. <laughs> tell you something, honey. Gay men are talented lovemakers. makers. <laughs>
it's the both sides of the coin. All right, right. So here's where we're going. Now we're going to go to South 32. You have a new film. It's I called do. South 32. You play a detective. Yep. Oh, wait, um, back it up. We're not, I'm not getting the whole thing. He's filling it now? No, it's out. No, it's out. It just came out uh, in Talk Los Angeles. Uh, it's, it's having sort of a boutique run out here in Los Angeles uh, at the Lemley Theater. South 32. South it's called South 32. South 32 refers to um, a girl's sorority, and it's got a it's got a kind of anti-bullying theme to it. The story opens up uh, with the uh, only surviving victim of a triple homicide in Malibu. My partner and I are interviewing her, and it kind of works backwards to decipher what really happened. Um, her sister had been the victim of terrible bullying and wound up taking her own life. And uh, uh, lots of twisted turns, uh, and I play the lead detective that gets involved with my uh, gets involved with my witness and um, hijinks and Sue. Okay, right, so, don't give too much. No, no, wait, wait. No. Sounds good. So you Sounds sent good. me what is the video clip you sent me of? Oh, that's a, that's a scene where uh, um, I'm in the uh, uh, I'm in the police station with my partner, and and we're arguing over the fact that I think that 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 the girl who is suspected of doing it is innocent because I've kind of got it for her. And he thinks that she's done it. And we're discussing whether or not to take her back to the scene of the crime to, to really find out what happened. Okay, so who's Chad, the, wait, wait, hang on. Who's the co-star? Uh, the female co-star is an actress named Melissa Archer. Uh, and uh, the, the guy that plays my partner is a guy named Robert Paul Taylor, who also wrote the script along with the director, Jake Barsha. And, um, you know, we're real happy with it. I think it came out really well. It was uh, a lot of fun for me to play a detective. Got to do some fun research and uh, hang out with a, a buddy of mine who was an ex-ATF uh, 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 cop. Is it, so, in, is it an indie film? It is an indie film, yeah. Okay. Union so Chad, or non-union? Union. I can't work. I'm, I'm in the union. I can't work. On you ha well, you can work non-union, I believe, here in Pennsylvania, can't you? No, Florida. Florida. <laughs> hang on. So, so Chad. Hi, Captain. You, you have the second video, because I originally, Sean, since I didn't have that video clip, because I didn't see your email, I sent him the trailer to the film uh, oh, okay. to play the trailer, but I would rather play your scene. Yeah, let's play the clip. It's better. Let's play the clip. Because I'm in it more. Oh, so, you're in it. so, Chad, can you play that clip? Let's check it out. All right. All right. Introduce it real quick, Sean. Uh, this is a clip from South 32 with myself and Robert Paul Taylor. Um, I think it speaks for itself. All righty. Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell was that? Were you coddling her? I believe her. No, no, no. Do not tell me you slept with her. What? Fuck no. What? Crazy? No. No, I think she's telling the truth. You see all those text messages? I'm telling you, man, this girl is a psychopath. We should arrest her right now. We have motive. You think that girl sitting in there committed three homicides? What are you, nuts? We've got nothing. We're spinning our wheels here. Thomas, her sister committing suicide gives her motive. We can take her right now. Let's take her back to the crime scene and put her face in it. What? Trust me, she will break. Take her back to the crime scene. Wait a second, Jesus Christ, you want to go back to Malibu? Hey, you got my back on this or what? Come on. Fuck it. Yeah, looks good. 
Yeah, that's, hey everybody, that's South 32, Sean Cannon's new film, and uh, you can also Google it, and you can see the trailer for the whole film, uh, for the whole movie, and so tell us, where do people see it, Sean? Uh, right now, it just opened up at the uh, Lemley NoHo 7 in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, we're going to be opening it up in more theaters, and it's also going to be uh, screening at the Los Angeles Independent Film Festival at the uh, uh, Regal Cinemas next month. And um, you know how it goes. I mean, it's you know you give it a, a small opening, you see how it does, and and you know if you get any bites, then it expands to a bigger platform, hopefully fifty theaters, and then and then yeah. more than that. Uh, the, the best thing, if people want to keep up with what's going on, they can follow me on Twitter, which is at uh, uh, Sean Canaan, and um, you know you can you can find out everything that's going on with that. Yes. We just finished doing the red carpet for Michael Damien's new film. What's it called? Uh, have you ever worked with Michael Damien? Wait, 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 let me complete it. What's the name of his High film? Strung movie. High Strung, which turned out to be the best movie. Why? His DP is phenomenal. What his DP did with that film, you didn't need a script. You didn't even need actors. It was wow. Incredible. That's what you have to look for in your film. I saw it. It looked interesting. Your DP looks like he goes around a bit, which is good. Yeah. But Michael Damien is a, has become have you worked a, dear with Michael Damien? a dear, dear friend of ours. I, I, I have not. I, I believe I've met him before, but I haven't worked with him. You know, it's, it's something interesting. You're talking about camera movement, which is obviously, I, I think if it's done well, it's integral to telling a good story. This is actually the first film that I've ever done where we used a drone. And it's amazing because you can now take these independent movies, which are not made for a lot of money, and whereas before you'd have to hire a helicopter, which is a very expensive, you know, setup. Yeah, and no. now you, you, you get a drone, the thing flies up there. The opening shot of the film, which you can see in the trailer, is this, this expansive shot coming over the ocean along PCH in Malibu. Yeah. And it looks like a very expensive shot. In reality, it was shot with a drone, which probably cost you know, a couple hundred bucks for the day. I did Isn't that, that cool? I did that with my very dear friend. I'm going to give her a plug. Chef, chef Kim Namoli, she's an, an outstanding chef that works on zillion dollar yachts that travels the world and she cooks the food that's indigenous to the port she's in. And wow. she asked me to direct her, her, her commercial. And I said, well, let's open with an air shot. She said, oh my God, that helicopter's going to, no, 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 I told uh. her, we drones. And we shot a drone in Florida going over the, uh, the intracoastal. Right. Uh, the yacht that she was on. And, and that was actually the best shot and that in was the whole the, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was the best shot in the whole thing. It's true because I, yeah. I, the, the photographer was horrible. He gave me a rough time. He, he thought I was a know-it-all show-off or whatever he thought. I'm in the business for 52 years. Right. My first movie was with Tab Hunter and Sophia Loren. Excuse me. Right. I have something to say about film. I mean, <laughs> I've been on television for 52 years on every yeah. good TV show. And this schmuck, was uh, he did weddings. Yeah. He was a photographer for weddings, and I almost beat I the shit out of him. It was really. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't laugh. I you know, got, for a guy that doesn't like boxing and karate, you seem like you got kind of an Italian temper. Oh, no, no, no. I don't like violence, but I'm Italian. And I. <laughs> when somebody busts my balls to the point where they're going to get it, you know, they think they're pushing a fag around. Like, oh, this guy's a faggot. I'm going to push him around. And well, they go. They go to the limits. Then I turn around and say, listen, Bust, I'm born in Brooklyn. I was raised in Brooklyn and Astoria, and I'm right. Italian, and my father was in the union, if you get my right. So don't fuck with me, fellas. Right, right, right. Uh, and I think the drone thing is awesome. I think everybody needs to follow at Sean Kanan on Twitter. That way you can see South 32. So you're coming to the East. Uh, first of all, let me do a recap. So everybody, first of all, you want to get the new cookbook, The Modern Gentleman Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Kanan. Don't just set the table, set the mood. So you can go to SeanKananTheModernGentleman.com 
Order your autographed copy there. Then, if you're in California, you need to go to the theater and see South 32 because the more people that go, the more theaters it'll open up in. That's true. And, uh, and it, it, eventually, when it comes to video on demand and in stores and stuff, we'll let you everybody know so they can see it because we want it to be a big hit. Thank you. Um, then, you're coming to the East Coast, and you're going to be playing. Uh, now, I don't know if I have all the dates. I have three dates. Are there more than three? Yeah, there's three dates. Okay, so we got April 27th. At the New York Comedy Club at 9 p.m. at 241 East 24th Street. Is that okay, right? Okay, stop. Stop right That's there. That's correct. Res reserve two seats. We're there. Are you serious? <laughs> absolutely. We're absolutely. You guys are, okay, you guys are absolutely my guests. I mean, you're coming to New York. What day is the 27th? Well, we're short. It's, 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 it's Wednesday. No, that's not. Uh, Wednesday's the worst day. Wait, wait. What time do you go on? Uh, well, the show starts at 9.15. Well, we're oh, no, good we with that. that. We're yeah. good with that. Because our yeah. show We leave at 5. We can get there we'll in get time. We'll get there. Jimmy, I'm going to put them both under your name, okay? Absolutely. I'll send Absolutely. you an email to remind you. That's awesome. So then, um, then I'm going to be, uh, I can never say the name of this place in New Jersey. And hang on. The day of your show is a Wednesday, so we're going to sell it for you that Wednesday, so you'll get tickets in case not everybody sold out. Oh, terrific. Thank you so much. Okay. I think you guys have a good time. You'll laugh. So oh, that's on that. April 27th. And then no, 29th, I think he said. No, no, it's 27th. 27th. Oh, okay, okay. 27th Wednesday. Okay, then on April 29th, you're going to be at the Ivy Stone Diner and Lounge. That's in Isselin, New Jersey. That's correct. And that's at 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, and then on April 30th, you're going to be at the Comedy Crap Shoot at the Blue Velvet Theater. In the Taj Mahal Hotel and Casino. In the Taj Mahal Hotel and Casino. Now that everybody should go to. Where's that? Yeah. That's Atlantic City? Is that's that Atlantic City. Atlantic yeah. City, yeah. It's going to be great. Way to go, dude. That's a big book. And, and then also, uh, uh, Friday morning, uh, I'm going to be doing a show on uh, Fox News called Outnumbered, which I'm really looking forward to. I, I, I love politics. I, I find it really interesting. And so it's a great show hosted by uh, uh, Harris Faulkner and uh, Andrea Tanteros. And they have four beautiful women that are all really smart and savvy and know a lot about politics. And then they always have one guy as a guest, hence outnumbered. And they sort of talk about this, you know, it's a political mishmash. So I'll be doing that. I think it airs uh, at noon on the East Coast and uh, 9 a.m. out here on the West Coast. Now, we yeah. know your wife's Italian. What are you? You know, I'll tell you a funny story, Ron. You're not going to believe this. But I always thought I was sort of Eastern European Jewish, like Lithuanian, Polish, Russian. And my grandfather, who had been a doctor, came home one day and he said, listen, he said, you're not going to believe this, but there is a genetic marker that is only found in seafaring Vikings and the men in our family carry it. Now, at first I was thinking, okay, one of two things happened. Either we are legitimately part Viking or we're part Viking because some Viking raped my booby in Odessa, you know, 500 years ago. So anyway, I did that Ancestry.com thing, and I sent out, you know, you swab your mouth and everything, and it turns out that I am, in fact, 19% Scandinavian, and I am part Viking, so that's that's what I am. And Vikings are like the coolest thing right now. Right, with they're like, Vikings. They're very hip. Right now. Yeah, well, my father came from Genoa, Italy. Oh, wow. From what is called the Karuji. The Karuji is the ancient part where Christopher Columbus's house is. And my father swore that we were cousins with Christopher Columbus. Now, I don't know. If <laughs> hey, maybe you were. Who maybe. knew? 
I'm going to investigate that because my grandmother lived not even 10 or 12 houses down from Christopher Columbus's monument, his house and his ruins. And supposedly, they, my family's been in the Karuji for thousands of years. They, they never left it. Where they're Genovese all the way back, as far as they know. Wow, so you could, tra- you could trace your lineage uh, for Italian- years. Well, I'm 100% Italian. We have nothing else in us but Italian for centuries and centuries. So, you know, it could be true. Wouldn't that be hot shit if Columbus... That's, that's what my, my wife is 100% Italian. Her, her one side of the family is all uh, uh, Roman and the other side is all Sicilian. Right. Well, the Roman part's Italian. The Sicilian we have to discuss when I meet her. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. Wait, wait, let me talk about Jimmy. Jimmy's adopted. And all I kept saying was, he's got to be Jewish. He's definitely a Jew. There's no other way because I love Jews. I always fall in love with Jews. I'm always marrying them. Yeah. He's got to be Jewish. He's a businessman. He's smart. He eats incorrectly. He throws his clothes on the floor. So he does everything that my ex-Jewish lover does did. Because I was with somebody. I think the, I think Jews and Italians have a lot of similarities. They are same. One inch of skin makes us the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's if if you if one made, well, it's, that's what they did during the Second World, you know, World War. The Nazis used to see people in the street and ask the men to lower their pants. And that's how they could tell if they were Jewish. And, of course, if they were Jewish, they were arrested, which is dreadful. But anyway, it turns out that Jimmy is the very thing I'm not happy with. He's Irish and Scottish and English. (laughs) And I'm not Jewish. And that's really (laughs) what I wanted him. And my friend Perry Winkler, she wanted him to be Jewish. We all... Oh, that's funny. Oh, in one corner. They didn't throw me out, though, so I'm good. No, we still love him. No. <laughs> wait, we he have is... to go back, though. I have to go back. I'm going to make him Jewish. Okay, wait, we have to go back, though, because let's say somebody wants to, to go to one of these dates. Uh, I know that if you follow at Sean Kanan on Twitter, like you've been posting at the different dates, is there anywhere else right. anybody can go to yeah, find they can, they can go to the website, um, kanansrules.com, K-A-N-A-N-S, R-U-L-E-S dot com, and it's got uh, direct access to uh, buy tickets to any of the shows. Okay, perfect. So, like, everybody check out com because if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, he's going to be there April 27th, 29th, April 30th. Yep. Uh, and so that's a really cool thing. And then the other thing, I forgot what the other one was. So you're getting old. And now, <laughs> now I'm getting closer to my part of the show where I always ask, what have you got to say about someone that you've worked with that is good and something that is not so good? Every, um, all my audience love that gossip. What the hell is hanging? Let me see. I don't know who it is. Just tell the good things. Don't say anything. No, bad. just you know, the girl, I say the bad things. <laughs> I, I worked with a couple of real bastards. You know, I, 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 I have to tell you, I've been very fortunate that I have not worked with any huge assholes. Um, you know, it sounds like you and I have that in common, Ron. I mean, even when I was a young actor, I mean, I, I don't, I don't cotton to people not treating me with respect because I give respect if it's deserved. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't really have any big horror stories. Um, you know, everybody on Bold and the Beautiful, all of my fellow actors are terrific people. You know, I think, I think the business has become so difficult that unless you're already a huge star, if you're like me and you're a guy that's just another working actor, you know, there's, there's simply no tolerance for being, um, for being, um, uh, you know, for being a jerk, you know, it, it won't be tolerated. And so consequently, I think people tend to handle themselves with with a high degree of professionalism. Yeah, you hear stories about, you know, there's certain people in the business that you hear about over and over again as being really difficult and, you know, jerks. I mean, one that comes to mind, you know, they, I, I've never heard a good story about Steven Seagal. 
Um, yeah, never either. Yeah, he's he's got an attitude that's beyond his talent. And he can beat people up. <laughs> yeah, he can do that. Uh, you know, and and uh, I, I've not heard a lot of nice things about William Shatner, which bugs because I'm a huge Trek fan. Yeah, yeah me too. I've heard he's a son of a bitch too. That's yeah. So uh, I remember. Did you ever see? Uh, did you ever see George Takei's documentary? George Takei played Mr. Sulu, and he came out of the closet, and he I did this. He and his his husband made this really terrific documentary, and they they interviewed. Shatner and they said well you know you were invited to his wedding to George's wedding and and you know you just didn't respond or anything and he said oh I, I, I never got the invitation and Takei was like well yeah of course you did I invited you and it was like how could you work with somebody for three years on a series and do I think six or seven films with them and and uh, you know not have a connection with them and that to me I remember seemed very telling. I hope it's not true, but, you know. A lot of them are like that. I won't mention the star's name because I happen to like this man, um, so I don't want to hurt him. But he's no good on a set because I personally heard him say, get them away from me. I don't want anybody, any extras coming up to me. I only want the principals. If they're not in my scene, I want them off the set. Mm. Heard Joan Crawford did, did that. Joan Crawford had a girl fired when she was making a movie where she has the hatchet and she's cut the guy's head off. I forgot the name of the film. And the woman that was playing her daughter walked on the set and said, good morning, Joan. Joan turned around and said, she's off the set. I'm called Miss Crawford. And they fired her. And Diane Baker got her part. Wow. Oh, yes, my friend. I could tell you horror stories that you. That's really shitty because, you know, that could have changed that girl's the trajectory of her life. Well, Joan Crawford was a bitch and a whore and a dyke. So, I mean, what do you want from a drunken lesbian? What are you trying to say, though? I mean, don't hold back. I don't, don't no, back. I don't care. Listen, I knew Betty Davis very well. Betty and I were friends for many years, okay? I'd hang out with Betty. We used to have lunch. I used to go up to her apartment. And when Betty used to go off on Joan Crawford, it wasn't because she was jealous of Joan or wanted to be vicious. But Betty could be vicious. Far better, far, far more. I've never met a woman as vicious as Betty Davis. She no. was cold. Oh, she was cold. If she didn't like you and you got in your, her way, she would destroy you. But if she liked you, she was the best friend you could have. And really? Betty, Betty really liked me. And I would pump her whenever I could without getting her pissed off about Joan Crawford. And she used to say things. I mean, you know the reason why she, Joan Crawford wanted to go to bed with Betty Davis when Betty Davis was very young, starting really? off. Oh, yeah. That's what the fight started about. And if you research it, you'll find it to be true. Betty Davis said, I'm no lesbian. I'm not going to go to bed with you. Anyway, Joan Crawford was so pissed off by it, she tried to blacklist Betty Davis from Warner Brothers. But it didn't work because Betty Davis was probably the most incredible uh, actress. Actress, yeah. But she, she had absolutely no use for Joan Crawford. None at all. She thought that she was the most despicable woman in the world. Horrible self- which, which probably served her very well when they were doing whatever happened to Baby Jane. Well, they hated it. They couldn't shoot. Yeah, that's what he's saying. <laughs> well, they didn't shoot this. They shot two scenes together. The rest were shot separately. Nobody was even on the set. And Betty Davis said, I love this line. She said, and when Joan was laying in the sand at the end of the film and I had to lay on top of her, her falsies were so big and hard, they were killing my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so even to the end, Betty Davis went after Joan Crawford. But they despised each other. Wow, absolutely. I did not know that. 
hated each other. Okay, so hold on. You have another movie, and, and the reason I'm asking is because I want you have a movie called Limelight. I guess you just finished it. Yep. Um, and Keith Coogan is in it, and, and I love Keith Coogan. He Jesus was on- terrific. Has he ever done your show? Yeah, we had him on the show. Uh, actually, like uh, in my very first year on the air, we had him on the show. And the reason I had him on is because I. You ever see the movie Toy Soldiers? Of course. I love that movie, Toy Shoulders. I think that is like the coolest movie ever. You would have been great in that movie, by the way. You're probably not old God, enough. Who produced that? That was Patricia, Patricia Herskovic and Jack Freeman. Who I, who a- I, know, I know them. They produced it. I, I love that movie. So we had Keith Coogan. I love him. And he's in this new movie, Limelight. And then you have uh, – well, there's a lot of people in the movie. I just picked these two out because you have Jonathan Lipnicki, which I don't <laughs> – is how you pronounce his name, but ev- to everybody who doesn't know him by name, he's like the little kid from that Tom Cruise movie where Cuba Gooding Jr. won the Academy Award. What's that? No. Oh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. He's the little kid from Jerry Maguire. Everybody like knows him. I thought he the, fell the off. The said the human head weighs 11 pounds. Yes, and, and, and he did a bunch of cute movies. He did like the little vampire movie. and he yeah, he's a- working a lot. Jonathan's working quite a bit. Uh, and if you see him now, he's uh, – you know, he's kind of a starker. He's like uh, kind of a bodybuilder, um, martial arts guy. I mean, he, he's grown up. I Googled him because I thought, oh, I wonder what happened to him. I haven't seen anything from him in at least eight or ten years, I thought. And I looked on IMDb, and he has like ten films in the last two years. Um, and he's got like a whole bunch getting ready to come out. And, and so I was real happy, you know, to see that because I think that's great. He's a child. I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't uh, uh, ask me about probably the most, the most well-known uh, member of our cast. Jenna okay. Jameson. Um, I, you know what? I, 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 I've met her a bunch of times. She's really nice. She's and, extremely uh, nice. And I have to tell you, I had, I had no idea what to expect uh, when I showed up on set with her. And I have to tell you, she's not only extremely nice, um, she did a real nice job. She did a real good job with the, with the acting scenes. Good for her. That makes yeah. me happy. So that's called Limelight and... Basically, like it looks like the plot and everything looks really good. Is that hasn't been released yet, right? No, they're just finishing up. They're just doing the uh, uh, the scoring and the music and all of that. Hopefully, it'll be uh, hopefully it'll get a distribution deal sometime in the next two and a half three months. I love that. And then there's one other film that I looked up that I didn't know that you were a producer on, and it's Hack because I love horror movies. Oh yeah. And uh, Kane yep. Hot's a friend of mine. I've known him for many years. He's been on the show like three or three times probably. And uh, uh, and you don't do a lot of like horror 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 movies. Um, but uh, yeah, so you- well, I've done I've done two in my career. And I mean, Hack was a lot of fun for me because I got to work with some terrific actors. I worked with Burt Young and William Forsythe, and uh, and and that was a lot of fun. And I was also one of the producers on the film. Um, so you know, you take different projects for different reasons. Absolutely. Now, Burt Young. Has been a friend of mine since 1961. Wow. He, he lived in Corona, Queens. Right. And his name is, of course, not Bert Young. His name is a different name. He's Italian. And um, I can't say, I can't talk too much about him because his background is, sa- is very unsavory. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you that. Because he, I remember one time he had in his apartment television sets that fell off a truck, and yeah. we all went to help him unload them. Because my very good friend Lindsay Deruvo grew up with him and was his best friend, and uh, his wife Gloria was an absolute angel. We loved her. She was a beautiful girl with the most beautiful uh, big blue eyes, and Bert Young, who his name is really Dickie Morier, uh, that's, <laughs> that's his real name, Dickie Morier, uh, was a character. So when Dickie wrote to, uh, what's his name, um, 
the, 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 the guy that teaches acting, Marilyn went, they all went to him. What the hell was his name? Um, the old guy, the famous one in New York City. Oh, oh, uh, 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 Strasburg. Strasburg. He sent a letter to Strasburg explaining what he did. He said, I sell hot goods. I'm known to do this and do that, whatever, whatever. And I'm interested in being an actor. Would you take me? And he said, yes. And we, oh, all, wow. we dropped dead. And then Dickie went to classes there. And then he met Sylvester Stallone and he met a few other guys. And they all thought he was a sharp hood. And of course, that's how he got into the tough guy roles and right. wanted and won an Oscar. He's got a lovely daughter now who's, I don't know how old, maybe 30. He's and an artist as well. I mean, he's, uh, he's, a, you know, he's got a lot of refinement to him that you don't necessarily associate with him. He's, he's a fabulous guy. Yeah, he is. The last time I saw him is that we, we met him at dinner in um, oh, that restaurant on Santa Monica Boulevard, down near the mall, near Century Mall. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is it called? Dean Martin was there. That, listen to who was in that restaurant. Dean Martin was in that restaurant. Frank Sinatra, Shirley MacLaine, Bert. Um, oh, I, I ran into what's his name coming out of the bathroom. The guy, the, uh, the, the, the son of the boxer. He played in Beverly Hillbillies. What the hell was his name? Oh, Max Bear. Max Bear Jr. Like that I know this stuff? Isn't that cool that you know it? Well, because uh, he, he loves Hollywood and his business like I do. And that, I mean, that's my life. I don't have another life, you know. I mean, when I'm out of my, my people, like here in, you know, in the woods where we live, the farmers are wonderful people. But yeah. I tired way too young. I, I did it way, way too quick. I got to love it. So. I, I mean, I love them. They're nice. But I haven't got a goddamn thing in common with them. All right. So hold on. Because we've got to kind of like wrap up. So here's oh, what wait, we're going to do, What do you mean everybody. we're going to wrap? He's not we got to wrap up. So here's what we're going to do, what, what, First wait, of all, go, first of all, go to... <laughs> Uh, who do, I like him. Let him stay. Who do we I know, have on? We told him 25 minutes. He's been oh, he on an hour. He doesn't mind. <laughs> hey, listen, this is free. Let me tell you something about we're the number one internet show. Did you know that? We have I, over, I did know that. We have over 24 million viewers. Am I right? 24 million We're viewers? broadcast over 24. We have 4 million regular. And how many fans do we have? A lot. Th thousands and thousands. That's fantastic, you guys. Yeah, how many? You know and what? we're on IMDb now. Yes, and listen to where. Really? I, yeah. I got the thing from the internet where they sent me. I almost dropped dead. The countries where my fans, and I want to thank all of my fans out there. I love you. But I don't understand how you understand me. You're not American. You're in, you're in Venezuela. You're in South America. I mean, my fans are all over the world. And they send me this stuff in their language. I don't speak Russian or radio write it. So whatever you send me doesn't do any good. But I was amazed. <laughs> how the hell do these people know our show? They don't understand English, or do they understand English? Well, I think a lot. I think a lot more foreigners speak English. their language in English as opposed to Americans who tend to only speak right. English. And for you friggin' Italians in Italy, boy, oh boy, how you stick together and help me out! Right. I have about thirty-eight Italians that are fans of mine in all of Italy. Could you believe that? That's not very many. No, it's not. <laughs> and yet you go to South America. I've got four hundred and eighty, five hundred. I mean, it's amazing. You would. Let's yes, sent there, man. Mm. So that's true, though. We're on IMDb now, and um, all over. We the have way. our own channel on Roku, so yeah, it's, everybody should be checking it out. While we have, we'll do a plug. It's the Jimmy Star Show on Roku. Everybody, it's a great channel, and you can see everything there. We've got all the videos of all the guests up there. We've got the audio of the guests. We've got on location interviews. It's all really cool. But and we have wonderful, fabulous, incredibly divine people who write nice things about us. The press. So we're very happy that we get That's good press too. Even well, it's much deserved. 
Even my even my insanity, they say Ron Russell is so amusing, we think he had a stroke. But <laughs> that's okay. I don't mind if they think I had a stroke and I'm senile. It's fine. I've so, always been this way all my life, by the way. Yeah, Ron, you know what I did? I'm just going to tell you this really quickly just because you're a Palm Springs guy. So uh, Kurt Douglas, Kurt and Ann Douglas put their house in Palm Springs for sale. You've I probably been there. I love that house. And, and, and I got a private tour of it last week. Seattle, and it, it butts up against uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's property because he just bought a place down there. But it's so interesting to go and see well, this uh, this house where the, you know Robert Kennedy had been, and so many huge stars had been there. Really yeah. interesting. If you get a chance and it's still on on the market, it's worth going and seeing if you can get a little twenty minute tour of it. Yeah, well, I know that house. Not when they were in it, but I know a friend of mine that rented it for a while. Goldie mm -hmm. Horn is across the street with with Russell. What's Kurt his name? Russell. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. And my very dear friend in the world lived four houses down diagonal to Kirk's house, and he, he, that was Jerry. Uh, uh, oh, Jerry. Jerry Gold. Yeah. Uh, uh, what the hell was his last name? Dear friend, I forgot his name. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. So Je my, yeah, J Jerry. Uh, oh my, anyway. Jerry, forgive me. So here's what I we're used to be do, there everybody. all the time. The parties we used to go to. The <laughs> old CBS lived on the whole block of there. The, yeah. the yes. parties they threw. Oh my God! What lavish parties! Right. One, one night, Cloris Leachman, who I know very well, because I've interviewed. What an actress, huh? Oh, she's a crazy bastard. I interviewed her about five times, and I adore her. I love it. We make out when we I, go see my Cloris Leachman interviews. We're making out. We kiss. Oh yeah. We love each other. And Cloris was on was going up on stage because they were giving a tribute to her for the movie or whatever it was we were there for. And she couldn't get up on the stage because the platform was over the swimming pool. And right. she's on the mic and she said, you would think people with this much money could build me a decent fucking staircase to get on the stage. That's funny. She has on a voil blouse that you could see through. And the lights hit her and there's her nipples in the boots. And she couldn't care less. So somebody. Ah, that's so funny. Boris, we could see your nipples. She's. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> now, listen, she comes to Florida. I'm living in Florida at the time. This is about five years, three years yeah. ago. And I interview her and I see her and I'm having a wonderful time. And she said, You know, they threw me out of the hotel. I said, what are you talking about? She said, they threw me out of the hotel. I said, why? She said, because I put their furniture in the hallway. I said, why did you do that? She was doing Schwan Fe, what is it called? Schwan Fe? Feng Shui. Feng Shui. And it wasn't working out right, so they threw her out of the hotel. She is by far the most fabulous, fabulous woman in the world. A talent, a pianist, a oh, genius, yeah, yeah. A, a love bug. I adore, Cloris, if you ever hear this, I love you, my sweetie oh, pie. Love you. Wonderful talent. Oh, right. I mean, when I saw her, she she critiques me on the interview, right? She looks at me. She says, "Oh, I like it. I like the look. The white hair looks good." She's critiquing me. Right, right, right. <laughs> on the air, she says, "Oh, yeah, it's good. I really like this look, Ron." <laughs> She's fabulous. All right, you guys, we got to do a wrap up. First of all, right. if you want to go right, see, you, if you want to go see uh, Sean Kanan uh, when he's going to be on the East Coast doing his comedy. Um, you can go April 27th at the New York Comedy Club, April 29th at the Ivy Stone Diner and Lounge, April 30th at Comedy Crap Shoot at the Taj, Taj Mahal, right? Is it Taj the Mahal, yep. Taj Mahal. In Atlantic you can go City. To, in Atlantic City. You can go to canansrules.com to get all the information. If you want to get his new book, um, 
If you want to get his new book, then let's check out The Modern Gentleman Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Kanan. Don't just set the table, set the mood, and you can get that at SeanKananTheModernGentleman.com. And may I say something about this book to everyone? It makes a wonderful gift to a young man who is just entering the world. Yeah. Let him enter it with the knowledge of being successful and a young man that has class, style, elegance. Oh, Ron, thank you. He'll go a lot further. Thank you so much. Because, no, it's true, because I know my daughter, Leslie, was second runner-up, no, first runner-up in Miss America Eastern Division. Wow. Oh, as the people out there know, my daughter is breathtaking. She's a green-eyed blonde. She looks like Verna Lisi, if you remember the Verna Lisi, the actress. Uh, and my daughter said to me, they always hire beautiful, thin, well-dressed women before they hire sloppy, unattractive, heavy women. And absolutely. That's fact it may not be fair but it's true and in every right. in every business now, i'm not talking show business and any young man that goes for a job interview and he's out of college and he has a wonderful degree with a beard and dress sloppy with ring around the collar will mm. not get hired so your book should teach these men to go Thank out you. of the world as gentlemen they will be recognized they will be set apart from the rest of the garbage mm. And it'll be good. So seriously, buy that book for your son, your grandson. Oh, thank you, Ron. Nephew. No, you guys, let, me, let me do something for you. Um, let me give you guys uh, uh, 10 tickets to my show uh, in, at the New York Comedy Club, and you can give those to your listeners if you'd like to. And all you have to do is just give me uh, the names of who they are, and I'll make sure that they have complimentary uh, tickets for the show if, you, if you'd like to give them out to any of your listeners. Perfect. Okay, thank so you. if any of you out there listening want to come to his show in New York City, how, how they're going to contact me on Twitter, Dr. Jimmy Starr. Right. We'll and then we'll out. give you a name. Just give me a thing. And, 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 and I really hope that you guys can make it. I would love to say hi to you guys. I don't and, blow, uh, blow. Have you seen my show? Uh, I, we're we're going to be there. We're going to be there. Excellent. I do not blow smoke up anyone's ass. If we say we're going to be there, we're going to be there. Yeah, I believe it. And also, you guys, check out the new film, South 32. And again, go back, get Sean Kane and the Modern Gentleman.com. Let's get the book. Sean, good luck. Have safe travels to the East Coast. And Jimmy, we'll thank see you, you so much. Yeah. Ron, always a pleasure. I love you guys, and I will see you in New York in about a week and a half. All right, got it. thanks. Okay, take bye care, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for a great show. I love him. He's best. I remember him from before. We interviewed him Hope before. Hope you guys enjoyed that. It's like super nice. Wasn't that a nice interview today, folks? That yeah, was wasn't that nice? Down to earth. This is co private conversation. It's like what we talk about when we all get together in a, in a night, not a nightclub, in somebody's kitchen. You know, actors get together. They, this was straight talk. Good talk, honest talk, interesting and good dish about a lot of movie stars. So I like today's show. We're not done yet. We still got a little. Chad, what'd you think? We what ain't done yet. That was awesome. He was a gentleman and funny. Absolutely. Very nice fella. Cool uh, very well spoken. He's going to be somebody because you know why? He's got it. He's got power, strength, determination, and undaunted, he will go forward. And he's worked basically the last 30 years and nonstop. He's worked, yeah, he's worth <laughs> not. Yeah, so he's he works just, nonstop. It's going to so. take one movie to put him right up there on top with the biggies. So everybody, this Friday, Ch Ch Chad, we're going to play it. We're going to play a song we haven't played in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to play the BNGB love song. Oh, make Ron happy. Oh, this love. is BNGB, oh. you guys. This is Ron and I's like one of our favorite ballad songs. We used it when we got married. The uh, the name of the album is Stronger. It's coming out on Friday worldwide with the entire album. This song is one of the songs on the album, so we want to promote it. Hello, everybody. BNGB love. And let me just say something. <laughs> She can sing like nobody can sing. She's the best. Roll it.
Everybody by PNGP. BNGB. What's up, everybody? BNGB. So it's available Friday worldwide, the entire album. It's awesome. Check it out. You're going to love it. Now, if you don't have that album and that song, 
You're crazy. I love it. It's the best album to fall in love to. Put the lights down low. Be with the guy or girl that you're crazy about. Play that song. Believe me, magic will happen. I love her. She's gorgeous. She's the most beautiful black woman in the world. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. And that voice and that song, I'm crazy about Angie. Personally, she's one of my sweetest people. Get that song. There you go. You got to get it. All right. And a couple other cool things going on, everybody. Number one, I don't know if you guys remember last week or the week before, we talked about cool electronica artist who's a friend of mine, Brian Storm. Uh, his Reverb Nation is ReverbNation.com slash Brian Storm with two M's. Uh, he's got great music, and we just want to congratulate him because he went on Reverb Nation from like in the hundreds to like in the top like 10 or 11 in the world or something like that like something unbelievable um thanks for everybody who's been helping promote him and his in his new music it's fantastic so check out reverbnation.com slash brian storm also you guys the jimmy star show has hooked up with a national distributor uh to offer really cool really cool items uh retail items that that are maybe difficult to get at a really good price kind of like our own home shopping club you can go to deals.jimmystarshow.com and check out all the cool stuff in the deal store um new stuff gets added daily and if you sign up with your email and your mailing list um then you will actually uh uh get emails of when, when they add new stuff they add new stuff like every single day also if you uh, have a, a a popular blog or you're really good in social media and you want to become an affiliate, um, you, there's a button to click and you can be an affiliate and, and be a salesperson and have your own uh, deal store. So uh, check it out, everybody. It's deals.jimmystarshow.com. Also, the Jimmy Star Show, like I was telling, Sean Cannon is on. And this is our dog, Brandy Star, our rescue <laughs> puppy. And is she gorgeous? <laughs> Look at Ron. He's like a big – they're all talking about her in the chat room, so it's really cool. She's, she's gorgeous. Also, you guys, don't forget to get the W4CY app, the radio app on iTunes, so you can hear us from your phone. You can hear all the, all the shows on W4CY, like the uh, Irish Ginger Show or Ginger Irish Show, whichever. I always get them two, two, two things confused, but that's on Fridays at 4 p.m. It's the Irish Ginger Show. Um, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show, the Pipe Man Show. You can hear all of them, so check that out and download that app. Um, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show, you guys, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Roku TV, and YouTube. And basically, if you go to Roku TV, if you guys have a Roku and go to Roku TV, you can see everything from Roku, everybody. It's really cool. I've got the coolest Roku channel. No, no. We've got the coolest Roku channel on Roku. Um, it's cooler than all the like multi-million dollar corporations who have them up there. So check out our Roku channel. And uh, we want to give a shout out to Stefan Daniel Bell, the brains behind it all. He's like a genius. And if you're looking to have your own roku channel hit me up on twitter at dr jimmy star because we can get one built for you if you're not on roku you're not going to be anywhere in the near future so you're definitely going to want to have it um also what else also i forgot what else i was go oh, also i want to play one more song real quick so you guys know leon and the peoples right Oh, another song I love. Are you, are you doing the uh, one I love? Leon Keep No, Leon Love the is a Beautiful Thing? No, he's got a brand new single. It's a reggae single. Is it as good as Love is a Beautiful Thing? It's fantastic. Love is a Beautiful Thing is fabulous. And so here's what we're going to do, you guys. I want to check this out. This song doesn't come out until May 15th, everybody. The name of the song is I'd Look Good on You. The album cover is phenomenal. The band is Leon and the Peoples. You guys know Leon uh, from like every major movie. I mean, he's been in so many movies and TV shows and Madonna videos and all kinds of stuff. It's really, really really great great uh, song he's a good friend of ours um, the name of the song is I'd look good on you Chad you got that ready and it's reggae you guys let's roll it all right everybody here's I'd look good on you by Leon and the peoples mm -hmm. 
it on my mattress You a woman, you'll get ready songs Watch out, no makeup Watching you get made up Makes me want to stay where we are I can't help but want you I can't help but try Girl, I got something That will fit you just right Baby, I will look good on you So come on and try me Let's see if it's true Baby, I will look good on you And I think, baby You look good on me too I wanna be a black dress Hold you like a silhouette Trace you in my fingertips I wanna be the summer wind Kissing under your skin Wanna be the red on your lips I can't help but want you I can't help but try Girl, I wanna be the moonlight Shining in your eyes Baby, I will look good on you So come on and try me Let's see if it's true Baby, I will look good on you And I think, baby You look good on me too Try me, let's see if it's true Baby, I will look good on you And I know, baby, you look good on me too I look good on you by Leon and the people. What was Ron doing during the uh, song break? Doggy styling? He's playing with the dog. No, no don't be vulgar. Well, it's not vulgar. You're styling the dog's hair. It was doggy styling. Doggy styling. You're styling her hair. 
No, you. It, oh, I can't breathe from you, Chad. Oh my <laughs> God, shocking! What, are, <laughs> into, what is it called when you're into animals? Oh, that's bestiality. That's different. Bestiality. He was, he's this so clean. is this is our honey bunch. This is Brandy Star, our rescue dog that we got that joined Everybody our in the family. Chat room says she seems to be way more comfortable with us now, which is true. Yeah. Look at her sitting on the table, just letting him pet her. And she's so beautiful. She's all big and furry and clean and pretty and loving and kissing and just so happy that she has a family that loves her and that pets her and cares for her because she was so badly neglected and so badly uh, treated. Why people get dogs and then treat them poorly is beyond me. But thank God for people like Jimmy and myself and millions of people who rescue dogs. I mean, we saved two lives, Shazam and Brandy Star, and I'm so happy that we were able to do that. We can't have any more dogs because then we'd be like weird. But um, <laughs> I encourage people. I have to give her a basketball. Chad, tomorrow. do you have a dog? I don't. I love dogs. You should rescue one. You know, God will be good to you. Rescue something, at least. Yeah. No, rescue God will be good because so many people abuse these animals. Look how gorgeous she is. Look at her sweetie pie. I mean, you look at her face, you want to kiss her. Just kiss her. She's like he a kisses button. her all day. I love her. I love my girl. Love she, the spike hair, dude, too. Uh, isn't that cute? Has it? My hair, dude. When I spike my hair, look, That's I have great. a spiked. So here's cool. a couple other things in like cool gossip news, everybody. Like, because everybody knows I'm a Fast and Furious fan. Uh, I worked on the second film, and I love all those films. And the Fast and Furious is going to do one more like final trilogy of three movies, and they've they've added two new cast members to the store to the show. And, and the cast members are Scott Eastwood, which you guys, it's Clint Eastwood's son, who's been in a ton of stuff, but he's like a really good-looking hunky guy. And Charlize Theron is oh, going to be. I love Charlize Theron. And and she's getting into all the action stuff now that she did that. Um, <laughs> what was that movie? Uh, she did the remake of Mad Max, so now she's right. doing this, and it's going to be really cool. I love her. She's Again, everybody gorgeous. needs to go check the Jimmy Star Roku page. It gets updated daily. We got all kinds of new. <laughs> um, we got all kinds of brand new videos up. We have the interviews with Michael Welch up. The interviews with Jesse Camp up. The interviews last week with Charles Shaughnessy is up. So you want do, to check do we that put, out. Do we put Dots in, um, in, interview up? Is Dots up? Um, no. It will be. Oh, no, I think it is up. Do, I think do, it is. You have to watch Dot. What's the last name? Dot Jones. Dot Marie Jones. Dot Marie Jones is interview. It's a riot. So you got to go on Roku. Funny. Get the dog, though. Come on, because I can't no, see my nose. No, he's on television. Listen to him. <laughs> also, you guys, for anybody who's got Netflix... Um, how to Get Away with Murder Season 2 just came on. I don't know if anybody has... If you have not watched that show, you have to really see that show because that show is awesome and incredible. And so check it out, How to Get Away with Murder Season 1 and 2. And also Daredevil, of which we had Tommy Mur- Murray on last year. Uh, he's one of the stars of Daredevil, and Season 2 of Daredevil is up, so check that out too. And... See, we have new videos. I said all those different things. Also, okay, so here's one. We, uh, we got a few minutes. Um... Guess who People ma- Magazine named the most beautiful woman in the world? Me. Well, you would have been second. I think you oh. would have been second. Uh, I don't actually get it, but oh. but uh, Jennifer Aniston is named the most beautiful woman you know, in the world. You know, that's such bullshit. <laughs> She's such a pot. I mean, she keeps fixing her nose. She's going to wind up with two holes one day. I mean, Jennifer Anderson, they love her in Hollywood, but she's not the most beautiful woman in the world at all. Shelly Theron is a beautiful woman, the most beautiful woman in the world. I mean, or so Angie, many women. I know. There's a lot of people. Angel- Chad, Angelina think- Jolie is far better, more beautiful than... Chad, what do you Jen- think of Jennifer Aniston? Do you think she's, like, hot? Who wrote that? What, what, what I like Aniston, yeah. Oh, you do that? like her? He likes her. I do. People have taste up their butt. 
They always put these other <laughs> Chat room, do you guys think she's the most? No, Goddess says she doesn't think so. Goddess is better looking. Are you Goddess kidding? is way better looking True. than for Aniston. I just don't get it all. I don't think Jennifer... I mean, I think she's okay, but I don't think she's like a hot, hot, And hot. she's not even a favorite actress of mine. She's okay. Yeah, so but anyway... Angelina Jolie's got her beat by a mile. Did anybody see the movie Tourists with Angelina? Tourist. Tourist with Angelina and what's his name? What's his name? The, the, the guy. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Watch it. It's fabulous. You'll see Angelina looking like movie star, movie star, movie star from years ago. And Goddess, too. Like, I have the video for... I think we my had, dog's ass is in the had, camera. He <laughs> got real airy. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I'm hugging and kissing her and what's on the camera. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Sit down, Brandy Star. <laughs> Look at that's fun. <laughs> that's the dog the, says, talk to my ass. <laughs> you gotta like freaking Look like this. Love Look it. at this. <laughs> also, you guys, if you um, also you guys, all our on location interviews are now up on the Roku station also. So please, if you got Roku, check it out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have a musical guest row and we're gonna have a, a musical guest row. We're gonna have a trailers row, we're gonna have all kinds of stuff. The channel keeps updating well every day. It's fabulous, so check it out. And for all of you guys who, like, you know, Ron falls asleep and I like to watch, like, YouTube videos before I go to bed every night for a little while. And so for anybody, and not to plug another, like, talk show host, but James Corden is a really good talk show host. He's really fun. And if you guys got to watch his carpool karaoke on YouTube, um, it's really, really fun. He has a great one with Iggy Azalea, a great one with, like, um, Justin Bieber and One Direction and Jennifer Lopez. And he's got all these great things. So please, like, check out Char Car – not to, like, totally promote him – but it's not we're a, better. Come on. Uh, we are better and we are cooler, but but he's a really cool guy <clears throat> and, and his fun. show is really cool. And we cool. don't have that money backing us like he does. And so check it all out everybody. Check out Carpool Karaoke with James Corden from the Late Late Show. It'll be a lot of fun. Also, I don't think I have enough of those. Make sure why you're following. You, why are you promoing him? Cuz I because I want to cuz I think it's really good. But he's not a friend of ours. It doesn't matter if he's not a friend of ours. It's so just a just a, it's a, a, a courtesy. Oh, okay. Well, it's a courtesy. He, w he wouldn't promote you, I'm sure. You know, nobody in this business is as generous as we are. That's okay. Now, he's, he seems like a cool guy. I bet if he well, met us, he would like us. Contact him and see if he'll push us. Oh, well, he's not going to push us on his show. It's CBS, but but uh, but I think it's all pretty cool. So check it out, everybody. Also, oh, we're out of time, everybody. But we want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you guys are in the New York area or New Jersey area and you want to go see Sean Kane and let us know, check out deals.jimmystarshow.com and enclosedlingerie.com slash jimmystar and go to our Roku. There you go. Check it out, everybody. But Thanks do you so know, much. Do you know how to get those 10 free tickets, everyone? But actually, down to 10. Nine. All you have to do is there's eight of them now. Eight of them now. So go to uh, at Dr. Jimmy Star on Twitter. Tweet me or send me an email, jimmystar at jimmystarshow.com, and we'll get you the tickets. Thanks. To Jimmy Stars, he'll dress you right. You'll feel like a star. We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy. Your game is tight. Gonna get laid tonight. You need, you need Jimmy Star. Jimmy Star.